0: Hello, and welcome to Hear For You, a daily podcast to help you get through the global pandemic without going completely bananas. I'm Kate Spencer.
1: And I'm Dori Shafriar, and today is Tuesday, May 26th. And as you know, we are here for you to offer comfort and support during
0: this scary and uncertain time. And we also want to hear from you. You can email us at kateanddori at gmail.com or call us at 781 781- 591 0390. Let us know how you're feeling, what you're up to, if you have any questions for us, stuff you want us to cover, ideas for distractions. We want to hear it all.
1: Yeah. And just a reminder that this is our last week of doing the daily Here For You podcast. Starting next week, we will be doing three episodes of Forever 35, two mini episodes, one full length episode. And the mini episodes will sound a lot like. These here for you episodes. So if you have not listened to Forever 35 before, please tune in. And if you have, we hope to see you again you, next week. You know what the <laughs> deal is. <laughs> and don't
0: worry, the poop talk will continue no matter where we are. Oh, Kate, thank
1: God you said that. I was. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. I was concerned. <laughs>
0: you were like what if yeah (laughs) yeah no it will it will
1: oh good hello dory hello kate how's it
0: going you know it is going okay just trying to take everything one minute at a time um i did put in my notes that you and i had a really great conversation yesterday just kind of scheduling through some work stuff we did didn't we we did, and then you know, I like ended that conversation, and I was like, "I'm so glad I get to work with Dory, oh you know, and this was this feeling of gratitude, I think, was possibly highlighted because immediately after our conversation, I watched the thirty five minute call her daddy." video on youtube like from oh, one of the hosts God. about their like ongoing feud
1: contra-
0: <laughs> yes like fallout and contractual negotiations i've never listened to that podcast but i'm very as a podcaster myself i'm very interested in kind of what's going yeah, on with it so i was same, like but i had watching that and then i was like wow
1: i haven't been okay. able to bring myself to watch the video do I need it? It was to? really interesting. Was it? Yeah. I,
0: okay. I, yeah. It's really interesting, actually. Like, I think as um, a business minded podcaster, you will find it interesting. Um, I can say nothing about like the host's friendship or whatever because I've never, I don't know them and I've never listened, but I was intrigued. It was definitely intriguing. Wow. But anyway, I like, I was like feeling really good. Like, we got off the phone. I was like, I'm so glad Dory's just like, it's just, there's no bullshit. It's all very level headed. We're very uh, c- like, clear with each other. And then I was like, "Boop, Boop, I'll watch this
1: video." And then after <laughs> I was like, "Oh gosh, wow." Um, you know, I like, have to uh, say, I, and look, I think people of any age can have drama and conflict, but like they are very young. Yeah, and they're
0: they're um in a really challenging position where they're extreme like they're extremely successful. Yes, and they and became
1: extremely successful very quickly. With like, yeah, no real guidance beyond bar stool, <laughs> which is a nightmare. So, you know, I do think that that was a challenging situation. But uh, look, I don't want to. I don't want to get too sidetracked here. I have many thoughts about the. No, the, we wish them the best. We do. We wish them. Yeah, the best. seriously. I
0: mean, I will say one of them edits the podcast, and she was talking about how many hours it takes, and I was like, "Damn, respect to you."
1: Yeah. That's a lot of work.
0: That's a lot of work. Um, Anyway, moving on from podcast insider (laughs) chat. um, I also had a little sit down with um, Anthony, my husband, and just talked about figuring out a better way to split up the work day, especially because we are in summer where our, you know, our children aren't going to camp or anything and we're not doing any sort of like online camp. So they're kind of in this very free space and, he and I both have to get a lot of work done individually. So we have split up eight hours into two chunks and we're each going to get four hours of uninterrupted work time in our shared office space, which is a garage.
1: Um. Well, it's it's like set up to be an office. It's not like oh, an yes, yes. empty garage. It's not like a car <laughs> yeah. and yeah,
0: like a... Canister of oil is sitting there. No, it is
1: a. It was the
0: person who owned our house before us had it set up as a recording studio. So Mm -hmm. they had converted. It doesn't have a bathroom or anything, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. um, it is merely a few steps from my house. But yes, but I need I need to be. I've been working in our bedroom, but like my children we don't have boundaries. Yeah. It's hard. Established. It is like their kids and yeah. they'll just like stomp on in and ask me questions. And I just, I, the way I work is I need to be super quiet and focused. Totally. I can't mentally multitask. So I'm hopeful that this will help me get more work done. Cause I have really been struggling with figuring out how to kind of, um, get through things. Like it almost feels so overwhelming. My, I can't f- even focus on one task in front of me. I don't know if that resonates with your brain or if you work differently, but that's something I've really been struggling with. So
1: it's really hard. It's really hard. It's really, really hard. So I'm hopeful. Do you feel um, we'll good? That next week. Do you feel good about this arrangement?
0: I feel cautiously optimistic about it.
1: Okay. It could all
0: change depending <laughs> right. on you know like his work is very um I don't even know how to describe it it could all change based on things that he's doing and and but I I do feel cautiously optimistic um but certainly I want to make sure like we are we are getting equal amount of working time and we are splitting up the rest of the home and parenting I don't want to say work but you know what I mean
1: I do know what you mean I do. It's it's really hard. And you know what? Those conversations are tough. And I they are. I, I commend you for having them. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. How are you
0: doing over there?
1: You know, I am okay. Um, I want to be I want to be honest about something. Um, our nightly cleaning the nightly cleanup that my husband and I had been doing at at nine every night for 15 minutes has like totally fallen by the wayside. Like we haven't done it for probably a week at least. Mm. And you know what? It shows. It really shows.
0: Okay. We're kind of
1: back to our old tricks that the, especially the kitchen is never clean. Um, and, but what has happened now is that Matt will clean all at once, like in the morning often and sort of, grumble about it understandably because I am bad about cleaning up after myself and like let let me ask you though when you say you're bad about cleaning up after yourself
0: what does that mean like you leave your dishes out yeah okay okay
1: like I'll sometimes do them but or I'll like load the dishwasher and forget to run it or I'll run it but I won't empty it like Gotcha. All very relatable human things. Yeah. And it's like, it's definitely something that drives Matt crazy. (laughs) And yet, I don't know. He also like, he's also really good at doing dishes. So, you know, I just cede that to him. (laughs) Um, But it's, it's, it's become a little bit of a nightmare. And so I think we need to just like get back on that cleaning horse. Put the saddle on. Put the saddle on, get the horse out of the barn, be like, okay, come on. I know we haven't ridden you for a while, but like. The horse is like, what's happening? The horse is like, I just want to sit here and like chew my carrots. Can you leave me alone? (laughs) And I'm like, those carrots went bad like a week ago. I'm really sorry.
0: Oh my God. (laughs) That's a beautiful horse, though.
1: So beautiful, especially when he's groomed. (laughs) Yes, which he's about to be.
0: Mm -hmm, mm I. It's so hard to get the habit going
1: yeah you and, know, we, you know and we had I mean? gotten it going forming. we had gotten it going and then it unraveled and I know why it unraveled it unraveled because we both had like stuff going on at night like Matt had his poker game and I had you know a cocktail hour whatever it was and so it was like okay we're like we're not gonna clean tonight because we have a thing and then like that just sort of snowballed and now I'm like, oh boy. We got to do is something night- about this. Is nighttime the best time for you both? Like do you feel like that
0: is when you should be doing it? Or like would morning be better? No,
1: mornings are always a little hectic. Like it feels I feel like we need to do it when Henry is asleep because he's just underfoot. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um And it also feels like, okay, it's the end of the day. We should like clean up the mess of the day.
0: That makes sense. But, okay. Okay. But
1: there is an argument that we should just do it right after we put Henry to bed. Now, the problem Mm. with that is that that is usually before dinner. And I tend to cook and make a mess. So like 9 PM was actually sort of like a deliberately chosen time because it would, it would clean all the dishes from dinner and also just clean up the general mess of the day. Do you ever just do the dishes immediately
0: after you finish eating dinner and clean up the kitchen right then? Kate, I rarely do that.
1: Okay. Okay. Because that I is realize, our routine. I Not realize that, it that. would work for everyone. No, no. But that is like what a normal person would do <laughs> and a responsible <laughs> person would do i'm just you are normal and responsible you know what i'm We're just, just all different i'm just laying my cards on the table i'm trying to see how many metaphors i can use in one conversation um i'm laying my <laughs> cards on the table and i'm just i'm just f- admitting that i'm bad at this so that's- i don't think you're bad at
0: it i think you just haven't yet figured out a system that works for you and what's challenging is that it also, you're also trying to make it work for your spouse and your different people with different systems. And so mm. that is really hard. And also, I don't know, like in my house, we all sit and eat together, but I have big kids, you know, like you still yeah. have a small child who's eating and then going to bed and then you guys are eating. So like, it's a different pattern, like it's a different yeah. rhythm. Mm-hmm. So you just got to find that dance.
1: Yeah. I mean, we kind of had it. All right, 9 p.m. And then we back lost Back on that it. horse. Get your back cards. Get back on the horse. That horse. What, it, what is this horse's name? Skip. That's great... Skip. Why did you go there? <laughs> I don't know. Skip. <laughs> a horse named Skip. Okay. You know what? I mean, that sounds adorable. He sounds adorable. He's a great horse. What can I say? <laughs> Um, I also just want to say one more thing before we hear from our listeners, which is today I suddenly had this feeling of, you know what I miss? I miss being alone amongst people. Ugh, me too. So much. You know, just like sitting yeah. at a coffee shop or a co-working space, just like or a library, just like doing my own thing. But like there are people around life is happening around me humanity is existing you know I do and I think about this often because even
0: though like we may be able to go get coffee from our coffee shop it's not sitting and gathering and interacting it's like going up to the curb and yeah it's different and I'm really I feel very sad about this it's something I'm grieving also
1: yeah so I don't know I was just sort of like oh that was a bummer today No, I like want to go to a hotel so badly Well, hotels are open But you would have to pretty much like stay in your room
0: Yeah, it's not like the same experience Where you're just like in a lobby And they're like that feeling Or or just like walk into the pool Or like I'm gonna go get a drink at the hotel bar Ugh And like making a random stranger friend And chatting All those things Yeah Uh, Man, I miss people
1: (sighs) (sighs) All right, um, well, well, you thankfully know Thankfully we have listeners. We do. Let's take a short break before we hear from our listeners um, and then we'll be right back. All right, here we are back again, ready to hear from some listeners. Um, so we got two sort of related questions um, about babies and timing and life feeling on hold and finding a partner. Um, And I thought they were related. So I thought we would read them both and address them. Um, I guess I'll take the first one. Hi, Kate and Dory. I've been wanting to write in on this for a while. And now that we're in the last week of Here For You, I finally got the courage to try and express this dilemma. Even though quarantine makes me very thankful I don't have children right now. I think I'm dealing with a false case of baby fever. My husband and I are still a couple years away from growing our family, but between friends slash family having babies and announcing pregnancy, I'm feeling that urge. We adopted a five-year-old dog with many behavioral needs during quarantine, which I think my husband saw as a way to soothe the baby fever, but it has only shown me how satisfying it is to love and care for another being. On the logical side, we are financially responsible and capable of having a kid, but we want to pay off some more debts and build our savings. We also want to enjoy each other in the first years of our marriage and take a big trip to Europe before we try for a baby. I've never been the type of woman who's always known she's meant to be a mother, but this longing has been nagging at me for weeks. Is there a good way to make it go away or have a non-scary discussion with my husband about it? Thanks for the pod. I can't wait to dive into Forever 35 once you make the switch. Um, Hmm. Interesting, right? Yeah. Very interesting. Do you have thoughts?
0: I'm still kind of processing this one. Okay. Um I I mean, one. mm, mm, I don't I don't think you can quote make baby fever go away. Yeah. I think you could start planning like start thinking about the things that you really want to get done before you begin to try to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. If that's the route you're going down, Mm -hmm. Um, making the assumption that this listener and her husband are going to try to get pregnant, like the penis and vagina way Mm -hmm. um, that can often take a very long time, or you might find that that's not going to happen and you have to explore other routes of becoming a parent and so part of me is like why not just start now. Oh.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the 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 part of your email listener that that stood out to me is when you said have a non-scary discussion with my husband about it. Yeah. Which says to me that you have not discussed this with your husband. He doesn't know how you're feeling. Um, although it's, you did say that he saw the dog as a way to soothe the baby fever. But I think you can have a discussion with him now. You can say like, hey, getting this dog I thought was going to kind of scratch that itch. And it hasn't. It's actually turned the itch into like a rash. There I go again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, and I can't stop itching it. And I need you to either like get me some aloe or my God, what is happening to me?
0: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It all started with skip the horse (laughs) and here we are. You you know what I think is kind of what my biggest thought would be for this listener is that she and her husband need to get on the same page. Yes. Because it sounds like you are struggling with being really honest about what you're feeling. And I don't know what, we don't know your partner side of things, but like the fact that he thought the dog would soothe your, like, are you not both at the same spot yet? And how can you then decide to get there together?
1: Yeah, that's a really, that's a really good point. Um, but yeah, I think you need to start by sitting down with your husband and having a conversation about it. The other thing that you could do, and this has come up a lot on my other podcast, Matt and Dory's excellent adventure is you could always go and get checked out to see to kind of get the status of your fertility because if you see a fertility specialist and they're like um you have diminished ovarian reserve or some other issue that you didn't know about then that kind of changes the calculus here but if they're like you're fine like you can wait another couple of years, then I think that also is a factor to consider because you could start trying and get pregnant. Like the first month you try and you could start trying and it not work for a long time. Yes. It took me about
0: a year with my first kid.
1: Yeah. So like, that's also a consideration. Um, all right. Next right, well, email. We're thinking of you, listener. Yeah, keep us posted. Yeah. Um, do you want to read this next one? Oh yes.
0: <laughs> Dear Kate and Dory, oh this is very sweet. I want to first say thank you so much for your new podcast here for you. I take a mental health walk every day, and your podcast is the perfect amount of time to accompany me while I get some sunshine and fresh air for a half an hour. Like many, I've been struggling big time through this pandemic, but my anxiety, beyond protecting vulnerable members of my family, is particularly about my future. I'm single, 36, work full-time in higher education, and I'm finishing my PhD this fall. When I started my part-time PhD program at 30 years old, I was concerned about how this would impact the possibility of getting married and having kids someday." Working full-time at a demanding job with a lot of travel and pursuing a PhD part-time hasn't afforded me extra time, much extra time to date and be as social as I would like. At 35, I finally saved up enough money to freeze my eggs. I had a great outcome with the fertility preservation process, and I have been hopeful this would give me the peace of mind to complete my PhD program without constant anxiety and worry about whether this choice would mean I would have to sacrifice having children someday." My intention was to do more online dating in the coming months after I complete my degree this fall. However, with the concerned social distance as much as possible and no real timeline of when life will go back to normal until a vaccine becomes available, it feels like the step towards dating, marriage, and having kids is put on hold for me for a few years. I'm concerned about not starting to seriously date until I'm 38 or so and what this would mean for starting a family." Right now, it feels like my window of possibility for marriage and a family has closed with this pandemic. I realize you can't exactly plan timelines for stuff like this, but this pandemic has determined the next year or two of my life, which have been critical in my mind for my personal life. I'd love your insight or advice about this, and if you think these concerns and fears make
1: sense. Mm. Well, first of all, you froze your eggs, which is not a guarantee of anything, but is better than not freezing your eggs when you're, when you're worried about your fertility and pregnancy. So, so that should kind of ease your mind a little bit. I think Um, the other thing I would say, and I would love to hear from other listeners who are going through this right now, but I think it is still possible to date right now. Hmm. I know people are going on video dates, like Zoom dates. I know it's not the same, but people are meeting in this time of quarantine. Um, so I don't think you need to necessarily just like write off these next couple of years in terms of your dating life.
0: dang, Yeah, I'm with you there, Dory. It also allows you to kind of test the waters or I don't know, just have fun with it in a way that you might not be able to, were you having to do it in person?
1: Yeah. Like I could see a world where you start, where you meet someone, you start talking to them, you have these zoom dates. And then when it comes to a point where you think you might be ready to meet in person, you have a conversation about like, how have you been social distancing? Is this person seeing other people? Do you get tested? Like, I think there are ways to do this in a way that mitigates the risk. Maybe you go on a hike, you know, you do an outdoor activity that's not as dangerous as like sitting in a cafe for two hours. Um, So I, I think there are, I think there are, I think it's not as dire as you are making it out to be, I think. But again, I am not dating right now. This is just kind of my, imagination of what is happening but I so I would love to hear from people who are actually going through this um but yeah it's all a lot
0: it is and I think they ask if we think their concerns and fears make sense and I just want to say yes a hundred percent of course they do Mm -hmm. this is so much and uh you're placed in this really challenging position where we we are pressured to have it all and do it all. Mm -hmm. And you know, that that feeling is relentless. I will say one other thing I want to mention is that this obviously might not be a choice you would wanna make for yourself, but you can start a family without having a partner. Yes, thank you for saying that. Being partnered, like if that is important to you, you have like, I would say keep going with that. And you may you may never have a partner or get married. You may find someone later. Like who knows? Yes. But I would say like you definitely do not need to
1: be married to pursue that. Again, that might not
0: be a choice you want to make, but totally. I but
1: yes. Just a thought. That is a thought. That is a really good point. And I very much appreciate that you said that. So thank you, Kate. Dora, you are welcome. <laughs> um, all right. Let's hear a voicemail. Um From a listener, there's that beep of my Bluetooth speaker going on because that is the (laughs) way that we now listen to voicemails. This is the way we voicemail now. (laughs) The high-tech
0: way we make
2: this podcast. Uh,
1: Okay. Here we go.
2: Hey, Captain door, This is Jess from Portland, Oregon. Um, Sorry, I'm panting a little bit. I'm just wrapping up my walk for the day. Um, but I just had to pause the episode, um, entitled, frame the questions in the 19th, um, because I'd happened to get an email that sort of switched my thinking about this concept of the new normal. And basically, it was a really random email, but it was phrased, framed as, um, gearing up for our next normal. Um, and just kind of making that small switch in, kind of the language and just thinking about it, you know, as the next thing that, you know, whatever comes next is exactly that, just what's next. Um, I feel like that really helps just kind of, um, I don't know, like it kind of puts the idea of thinking that, you know, what we're going through right now is um, just kind of, you know, an evolution or an ongoing process of change and, you know, it's uncomfortable. I don't know. The next normal sounds a lot more manageable and less scary than new normal, which sort of implies kind of permanence. So I hope that helps others um, to kind of reframe the situation a little bit with their minds at ease. Mm-hmm. Love the pod. Um, I look forward to you hearing more. Here for you. Um, Forever 35. Take, take good care. Bye.
1: I love this so much.
0: Me too. Right? Like, yes, that's, that's, I love it. And what a powerful way to to think of things. That really, I, this helped me so much when I heard this voicemail.
1: I was like, ah, oh, yes. Oh, right. Totally. Of course. Yeah. The next normal, not the new normal, the next normal.
0: I'm ready for the next normal.
1: Yeah, me too. It would just be nice to like know what that is, you know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um... All right. Don't I know it. So, we got our activity of the day is actually a listener recommendation who she this listener wrote in and she int- she says this is a recommendation for your daughters, but mm, that it is Thank you. it can be applicable to many people and I looked at it and I was like this looks awesome. So, she it's the it's the dot com, and This listener writes, hearing you talk about tie dyeing made me think about it check out the neon tea party. She has all sorts of crafting ideas from pom-pom earrings to friendship bracelet kits, fun for grownups and kids. She's putting out video tutorials and workshops. This is a female owned small business based in New York city. She signed the lease for her first studio space in early March and sadly had to cancel her lease due to COVID, but has been doing so much great work from her small apartment. I follow her on Insta and she's so fun to watch. I also love crafting, but could be good for your daughters this summer. This is so cool. Isn't it cool?
0: Yeah. I'm now scrolling through seeing what we're going to make. Yeah.
1: It looks Where really She's got fun. a lot of
0: live tie dye workshops, which is very exciting as someone who
1: had a very messy tie dyeing experience <laughs> this weekend. Oh, someone else I know was just a mom. I know was just tie dyeing um, some stuff. Maybe tie dye is like a, the great oh, core activity. Well,
0: it's also like a hot trend for sweatsuits. So yes, totally. Got to get on that. Um, I love this idea. Thank you so much for this recommendation. And I think my kids will also really enjoy this. Yeah. We've been trying to do friendship bracelets too. So this will be, I think it'll help to have someone else show them via an online tutorial as opposed to like their grumpy mom. (laughs) Kate. Just make a four with the string. (laughs) That's literally what I sound like. I'm not a patient teacher oh
1: i don't believe you but okay oh, trust ask my nine-year-old um all right on that, on that note listeners thank you for being with us yep thank you for putting up with us and all our <laughs> bad metaphors <laughs> go <laughs> feed that horror story They A- were mine <laughs> we're all mine um and we will talk to you tomorrow and we are here for you bye bye